A couple of days ago, I was working in a high-end, high-pressurised job, and I'm sitting here feeding this lovely little lady some yoghurt, looking out to the garden, and my life had just completely changed dramatically. <laughs> and yet, I was so content and so happy. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator, a caregiver support group leader, and a frequent presenter at caregiver conferences and webinars. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Here we focus on the caregiver, offer practical insights, and share some emotional support. And I suspect we might share a laugh or two because we all know laughter is the best medicine. It absolutely is. And, and a laugh and a sip of wine always makes my day a little better. There you go. You know, back in the day when we were taking care of my dad, we would get his haircut at the VA when he went to his doctor's appointments. But then as we went along and he uh, got on the telehealth program and we weren't going to the VA, his hair got rather long and unruly. So I was uh, getting a haircut and the young lady who's been cutting my hair for about a year at the time, I asked her if she knew someone who could come to the house and cut my dad's hair, never figuring on her saying, hey, I'll do it. But she did, and she came, and she cut my dad's hair a number of times. Oh, and for the record, 15 years later, she still cuts what's left of my hair. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, your experience is one of the nice uh, reminders of how community can help family caregivers. Yeah. And that brings us to today's guest who comes to us from Northern Ireland and always enjoyed working with the elderly. Two years ago, he found himself having some free time and began looking at options for a change in career and became Northern Ireland's first mobile barber. He has since taken specialized dementia training and travels around care homes of Northern Ireland, treating men to the old-fashioned barbershop experience. Please welcome to Roger That, Mr. Lenny White the dementia-friendly barber. And Lenny, I have to say that I would imagine you're bringing that barbershop experience in in your personality is a highlight of the day for these men when you're able to, you know, to be there and provide this service and this interaction with them. Exactly. I mean, we all love going to the barbershop. It's it's a time to go in with all the men, have a bit of a crack and have a laugh um, leave the ladies in the house. You know? <laughs> we can talk about we can talk about men things, you know, and um, it's just a bit of fun, and and that's what was missing. I mean, the care home sector, especially in Northern Ireland, well, worldwide, if you notice, they'll always have a hairdresser, but there won't be a barber in a nursing home or a care facility. It's always a lady, and I wanted to create something that was just for the men, you know, a barber shop. At the minute. Well, before I came, the, the men were getting wheeled into and walked into like a room, which was mainly for the ladies. It was all, you know, maybe pink walls. It was little pictures of ladies with rollers in their hair and blue tints. And there wasn't really anything for the men. So I wanted to create something that would be familiar. I mean, men are familiar going to the barbershop weekly, monthly. And uh, I wanted to create something that was going to be fun. They didn't have to leave the care home, obviously, because they can't. Um, and I go to them. So it's definitely a fun day. I imagine that uh, you meet some characters. And by the way, since we're in the United States, and, and uh, maybe you want to explain what a bit of crack means in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, yeah, it, 
It's funny because um, a, a little lady was in a care home when she used to say to me, you know, in America, crack means drugs. And I was going, <laughs> oh, re oh, really? Uh, no, crack means yeah. fun <laughs> in Northern Ireland. It means it means banter. Do you use the word banter? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's the same thing. So it's not drug related. Um, and that's what we're all about over here is just these men are sitting in the care home, there isn't really much for men to do in care homes. You know, everything is really around the women. There's so much to do, you know, for the women, nails, beauty, weekly haircuts. Um, and I just find the men sometimes are left behind, you know. Um, so it's really good to get the men all together because in care homes are all spread out. You know, maybe sitting with some ladies and it's lovely to get these men together. And what happens when they're put together? You know, they're, they're local men. They might find they, they were school friends from the years ago. They were distant relatives. Now, as we said in the in the intro, or maybe we didn't, <laughs> but you worked in a care home approximately 20 years ago, and you really enjoyed that time, and that's kind of what prompted you to go back into the care homes. Is that correct? Why don't you tell us about working 20 years ago and why you went back? So my, my journey, you know, working with those living with dementia really did start when I was about 17. I was working in a local care home in the kitchens. I was a dishwasher and I would have to go out to the unit to actually serve the food. And I used to love going out because you used to meet all the characters and get to know their names. And I was always very comfortable around those living with dementia. I would just speak to them, you know, if they were saying, you know, where's my mom, where's my dad, I would just try and, you know, talk about something more positive or do you want to be a cup of tea, sit down. Um, and I just love that feeling of working there. And I did that for two years and I, I, I moved the jobs then from there and did sales for the last sort of 17, 20 years. But it was very unfulfilling. Yes, I paid the bills. I had a mortgage. I was married at the time and I was really stuck in a job that I wasn't being fulfilled. I didn't, I really didn't know my calling. I didn't know what I wanted to be for all those years. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I got divorced. Um, back in 2016, I did a barber course. And I just thought to myself, I wonder, I wonder could I be a nursing home barber? And I spoke to one of the local care homes and they said, yes, come along. And that's where the journey started. Um, it was something that was unique. It was something that nobody was doing. And not just locally, on a worldwide basis. And it just kicked off. In 2017, I was able to leave my job and do this. Uh, I started off part-time. I got a job working in a care home for 12 months, and I was a caregiver. So I was 20 hours a week working on the floor as a caregiver, and the rest of the time, I was building up the business for that first year. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a you go in with a pop-up barber shop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's what I do is I go into any room. I'll just go into a bare room and I will bring in lots of props. So I have a big banner, a massive uh, banner. It's like a two meter banner. It pops up and it says Lenny's Barber Shop on it. So it's like my front, it's like a, a shop window. Mm -hmm. um, I've got the barber pole, the big barber pole, which rotates <laughs> and uh, the colors on, on the, the, the red, white and blue colors. Um I have a little jukebox which play, lights up and plays all the old music like Dean Martin and Elvis Presley, all the music my men would have danced to and went to the dances to, you know, with, with their the now wives, etc. Um, and then you have like a little open, sh a little open sign that flashes and 
then you've got it's very sensory so you have then all the lights you've got then the smells you've got the music all the ice spray like a lemon cologne in the room so when they walk in it smells like a barber shop <laughs> it looks like a barber shop it is lenny's barber shop for that few hours mm-hmm. That's 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 awesome. And you know, you said something really, really important. As a music therapist, I know and I've been trained that you provide music that means something to the people. So today's country music, mm-hmm. right, wouldn't mean anything to somebody that was born in the forties, uh nineteen forties or the nineteen fifties. But Elvis Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, those folks would mean something to them. And when you're playing music for somebody with dementia, it's important to go back to the time era that they're familiar with, and it'll mean something. And you'll probably get some really cool stories. You do? Yeah, you have to remember, too, that uh, some of these people, some of these elderly people that are in care homes are grew up listening and dancing to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones as well. I mean, it's not just Frank Sinatra in that era. Right. Um, And I I have a funny story I want to share with you, Lenny, and I don't even know if Michael knows this. When I was a young girl, probably in what we call middle school or junior high school, or a little younger than that, there was a fad that going out through the United States where young men were getting a haircut called the D.A., um, which stood for duck's ass, because the way it right. it it <laughs> feathered in the back, it came. And I decided I wanted that haircut. And there was a barbershop down the street from our house, and I went in there and I asked, the, with, my, with my money, I had my parents' permission, and told him I wanted that haircut. And he, he, he wasn't at all sure. Um, but, you know, when I assured him, my mother knew what I was doing. Um, and, and the boys in the neighborhood all lined up outside the window to watch this this girl getting this boy's haircut. And he was so kind, and he, he closed the blinds. Um, but they were waiting for me when I came out. And, you know, I just thought, to this day, I don't know whatever possessed me that I wanted that haircut. But that, that barber was, you know, he was kind to me in so many ways. First of all, he didn't say girly, get out of here. This is a place for men. Um, he protected me. And, and, I, and I appreciated that. Yeah, that's lovely. It sounds like, it sounds like a bit of a mullet. <laughs> yeah, but sh- oh, much shorter, much shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Do you rotate the songs in your jukebox? I'm just curious. Oh, yes. Yeah, because I have, I would get a lot of CDs from people donating CDs. So I've got many CDs hundreds, thousands probably. Mm. And I just then change, it'll be Frank Sinatra, it'll be Dean Martin, Elvis Presley, a mix of like maybe war, war CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's various different music I'll play every single day, you know, just depending on that on that uh, uh, group of people. But generally it's all, uh, the, the love of the Dean Martin, you know, the love of the Frank Sinatra. Um, they'll sing along, they'll have a wee dance to it as well. And I'll maybe say to him, you know, tell me a bit about, you know, that back where the dance halls used to be open, you know, and what did you used to do and how did you get a girl up to dance? And, you know, did you, did you get, did you get a, get a kiss at the end of the night? You know, because uh. over, over here, there's a saying, and I didn't know this until recently. Um, the, the men used to say to the ladies, uh, let's go to the duck pond. 
and the duck pond meant to go out and have a kiss outside. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, Let's go out to the so, duck pond. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll say to them, you know, um, and did you take many girls out to the duck pond? <laughs> and they'll have a laugh, you know. It's all about just being just, because these men may be living with dementia, but they're still in there. They're still the same person. They're, they're still human beings. But exactly. Probably playing the music kind of brings them more here and now. Uh, we've seen amazing things with music and how it just brings them out where they may not be verbal in any way, shape, or form, but then with the music, they become verbal, they'll sing along, they'll become animated, and there's that period block of time where you have your loved one back, or in your case, you have somebody coming into the here and now, and that's wonderful. It's amazing to see you get like maybe a little tap of the foot, or you'll get a tear sometimes, or mm-hmm. the lip will start to go with emotion. Um, and it is, I mean, the music is triggering something in the mind of it. Well, it's triggering a memory, you know, a memory, and that's just it's awesome to watch, isn't it? I remember talking to your dad, um, and he he talked about how they would roll up the carpets in the kitchen and have dances on Saturday nights in Italy, and they would dance the foxtrot and the waltz and, and, the, and the rumba. And um, I asked him one time, I said, did you ever steal a kiss? And he said, I never stole anything. So it must be the girls were willing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, this is part of our, our fond memories, uh, you know, the courting and the going out to the duck pond, for lack of a better word. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that they love sharing those stories. They do. I mean, because it, it, it's, and I love hearing them because, I mean, some of the men that we, I get to meet are, they've had such an amazing lives. They've been in the war. They've, they're maybe like my oldest clan was last week was he was 102 and he was, he was walking around and he was smiling and dancing. It's, I mean, these men have lived through world wars, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, the jobs they've had and they've had amazing careers and just amazing experiences. And um, I always ask them, you know, so I'll always say, have you any, give me some uh, hints and tips. What would you give me uh, advice? Give me some advice, you know, and they'll say, just be happy and laugh a lot and forgive often. Ah, forgive often. Yeah, laugh a lot, forgive often. Forgive often. Mm -hmm. So. So do you have any favorites? They're all the favorites, but some of them are just so lovely. They'll, you know, remember me when I come in and give me a smile and um, <clears throat> love just to have a wee dance. And it's all about having a bit of crack. You know, I don't have any, like my children, I wouldn't have any favorites, but all the men are important to me um, because, I mean, I am, <clears throat> sorry, I am their last barber. At the end of the day, I don't know if I'm going to see that person ne- next time I arrive. And that's what happens sometimes. Um, well, quite a lot of times, actually, I'll go six weeks because I'm, I'm there every six weeks and I'll return and Mr. Smith isn't there. So it's really, really sad in the sense, but I just try and make that time that I'm with them really special and really fun. Um, and it's a, it's a little show. I put on a show for them, um, but it works both ways because not only are they enjoying it, but I'm getting something back myself. I'm feeling fulfilled because I'm helping them. So it really is a two way thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I find when we are dedicated to giving service to others out of not a sense of obligation, but a sense of this is who we are. Like you said, you you discovered your mission, 
that we get back more than we give. And, you know, there are always going to be people who don't, well, why would you want to do that? Because they don't understand the blessing it is. Yeah, they don't. They don't understand. But I leave my job feeling totally fulfilled every single day. And I've never had that. You know, I was so I was so unhappy in my job because I knew in my heart that I wasn't meant to be doing this. You know, I wasn't called to do this. It wasn't my calling. And it wasn't until, um, like I said, I got my divorce and I had some free time. I did my course. And uh, the doors just completely opened for me, you know, because my fears were all about how am I going to afford to start all over again? You know, I, I'm you know in my 30s. I've got a mortgage, five kids to pay for. And this just the doors just opened up, you know, when all those worries were just, there was no point even worrying about it because I was in my calling doing what I love to do. And I remember the first day that I left my job, I left my sales job on a Friday and I was going to work in the care home on the Monday. And I was working on, on, on the floor that day, not doing the barber, but doing the care work. And I was just feeding a little lady and looking out the window going, like a couple of days ago, I was sitting looking out the window of a, a massive building in the city, working in high high-end, high-pressurised job, and I'm sitting here feeding this lovely little lady with some yoghurt, looking out to the garden, and my life had just completely changed dramatically. And yet, you know, I was so content and so happy, you know, and it wasn't all about the money at the end of the day. Money means nothing at the end of the day. So you said you go every six weeks or every four to six weeks. Now, do you have a number of facilities that you go to that this is like a full-time... Um, profession or do you do something else in addition to this okay so i have been doing this now for the past five years full time mm-hmm. up until covid so when covid hit um i had up to 55 60 care homes wow yeah because i would travel quite a lot um and i was returning back every four to six weeks to the same unit same care facility mm-hmm. COVID came and I lost some of them. A lot of them are still closed, you know, are not open for me coming in, you know, because I travel around so many. And at the minute over here, it's, I mean, I've got so many cancellations. There's so much COVID in the care homes again at the minute. So I had to get a job working part-time from last November, um, working back doing sales, but it's not as pressurized and it's all inbound. So I do that three days a week and I do my barbering two to three days a week at the minute. So it's a nice mix. Cool. Okay. Now, you mentioned earlier that when you first started that um, you were doing the the Lenny's Barbershop half the time and you were a caregiver half the time. So I imagine that when you were being a caregiver, you were interacting with some of the women as well. And I have to imagine that they were absolutely delighted with you. Sometimes, you know, Mike and I, we go and visit a local care home and it's absolutely amazing and interesting and and a little bit amusing because as soon as the women see him, they're like waving him over, come sit by me. So I imagine that they were delighted to have you there. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, definitely. So everyone likes a bit of eye candy, you know, if they think I'm eye eye candy, I'll I'll go with that. (laughs) But I I would have like, yeah, given a little wave and maybe if it was Valentine's Day, I'd blow the wee kiss, you know, and like this in the corner of my Mm -hmm. eye. But the ladies, the ladies walk past the room and, you know, because they remember that is their hairdresser. That's the room I use is usually the hairdresser. So um, when they walk past, they say, there's a barber shop," and they're going, oh, can I get my hair cut today? I go, no, it's just, it's just for the men. But they sometimes will come in 
and I'll say to the ladies, well, what do you think of Bobby? Isn't his hair lovely? Would you take him for a date? <laughs> you know, and stuff, stuff like this. And like, oh, he's lovely. And because the men love, the men love attention. So the odd time I will have a girl helping me out sometimes if I'm stuck, you know, if I'm really busy. And I'll say, oh, look, lads, I've got a big blonde for you today. A big brunette's coming in to help me. I knew you would like this, you know, because <laughs> the, <men, laughs> the men love banter. They love crack, you know what I mean? And uh, it gives them a wee bit of confidence as well, doesn't it? Um, they love, they just basically love getting looked after. We all love a pamper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Men love to be made to feel special. And, uh, and again, like I say, that is my job to make these men, you know, come in if they're feeling low, maybe one day or they're not feeling a hundred percent as they will do sometimes. My job is to make them feel a little bit better the time they leave that room. And nine out of 10 times they do because they're not only looking good, but they're feeling good. That's right. And it's not just about them. I mean, a lot of this is about the, the families, you know, a lot of the families would follow me on my Facebook page and thank me for going to see their daddy that week. And um, they would tell me the stories about how their daddy used to be so well kept and um, his, you know, his beard done very shaved every day and suits and stuff like that on and ties. Now, when I was on your website, I noticed that you do the old fashioned lather and shave. Now I gotta I gotta ask because I remember when I was young, real young, with Uncle Harry the barber, my uncle, and he used to get that straight razor with the leather belt hooked onto the chair, and he would do that even though I didn't have a whisker, but he would, I think, use the back end of the razor, but he would lather me up and that hot lather, and man, that was just. That, that was the cat's meow right there, and I love that. And I saw that, and I thought, oh, man, we go to Ireland again. I'm going to see Lenny, and I'm getting one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, man, the man loves his shaves. It's, um, they just love getting the hot, because, I mean, the caregivers, yes, they do brilliant at shaving, but it's not, mm-hmm. always, it's not always the same. They miss a few hairs down the neck, you know, and I would do the, their eyebrows and their nose hair and – uh-huh. Ear, ear hair, you know, because it gets so long when you get older. You know, that's the thing; it doesn't stop. Um, so these men are, are are coming out looking like a million dollars, you know. And, yeah. Um, it's getting getting the little things. It's the little things in life, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's the little things in life. Yes, it is. Now, do you do the old uh, uh, splash and the on the? Oh cheeks? yes. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Get, get the old spice on or the Brit. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a bit of Old Spice, you know. I'm sure you know what Old Spice is, yeah? That's one of my favorites all time, still. Yeah. Obviously, I have some. <laughs> of course. <laughs> every, every Christmas, every Christmas. So I'll use the old-fashioned aftershaves. And, uh, it's funny, I went to a place down in down the south of Ireland there last weekend, and this wee man, um, he used Tom Ford. He wouldn't use, he wouldn't use, Tom Ford is a very, very expensive aftershave, a very current aftershave over here. And uh, he wouldn't use, uh, well, his his daughter said, oh, no, my, my dad wouldn't use Old Spice. He uses Tom Ford. <laughs> it's a bit like, a wee bit like Jean-Paul Gaudier. He's a bit current, you know, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. They're coming in with the times as well. Now. <laughs> so I imagine some of these family members are adopting you, Lenny. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been in it now six years, so. I'm seeing these guys maybe the start of their journey. Mm-hmm. You know, when a lot of my a lot of my men have passed away. 
Right. Um, and I'm still, yeah, they connect with me on Facebook and they'll always thank me and they'll follow my journey now, even though maybe their loved ones are passed away. So I see that, you know, there's the decline in my residence um, because I'm only going back every six weeks, you know, so I can see the change sometimes. And it's, um, oh, yeah. I guess heartbreaking, you know, when you see the difference and maybe they just can't walk anymore, communication or they're, they're, they're just not themselves one day or they're confused. And again, it's just, it's heartbreaking, you know, it really is. And some of the little ladies I'll, uh, call Granny. Mm-hmm. I had, had one a little friend up in one of the care homes, and um, I said hello, Granny. And every time I went in, it was hello, Granny, and she was all smiles. And do you want to come? Uh, I'll give you a wee bowl of soup, son, and all. And do you want to come round for sandwiches? And oh, yes, I'll see you soon. I'll come round next week and see you. <laughs> so you just have to meet them where they are on that day, mm-hmm. and just exactly. go 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 along with the conversation. And if the conversation gets fearful or negative, just turn it around as quick as it starts. And as you said, you know, sometimes it's it's a little bit of a downer, but you leave there knowing that you did something really good for them. So your heart is still warm. Exactly. I mean, I, that's important, you know, because my, my last time memory of those are that we had fun. Yes. You know, and that's that is the key is just to have fun and live for the moment. And, and brought a little bit of joy to them. Exactly. And them to me. Yeah. Well. Lenny, I can't thank you enough with the time difference and everything to uh, work with us to be on the show. It's been an absolute joy getting to know you. Um, We will post links to your website on our show website page so people can follow you and and, uh, see what you're doing. And like I said, I come to Ireland. I'm coming to get one of those shaves. My doors is open to you, and maybe your doors open to me too. You bet. You bet. You bet. bet. Yeah. Let's do it then. We would love to have you. Absolutely. Let's organize that sometime then. All right. You bet. You know, it's interesting talking to him, and one of the first things he said was, or we talked about, was the music. And it always comes back to the music and how the music brings out the person with dementia. Absolutely. And, you know, the joking. Yeah. And, you know, even reminding men of the time when they were courting and going to dances and enjoying spending time with the ladies. You know, when we go to the senior center, the the men, they definitely pay attention to the ladies when they walk in. And I, mm-hmm. I, I re- remember coming out one day and a man was sitting on the bench and he looked at me and he goes, I'm not married, you know. And I said, you're not. And he said, no, would you like to go out with me? And I said, well, I don't think my husband would like that. And he goes, oh, okay. And I told my daughter, I said, I got hit on by a 93-year-old man today. And she said, 93-year-old men hit on everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yes. I, yeah. You're not so special, Mom. But anyway... <laughs> And one of the things one of the things he said that I really really liked is laugh a lot and forgive often. That's very very poignant and that's good advice for all of our listeners. Absolutely. It absolutely is. You can find more information about Lenny and links to his website on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby and I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. So please subscribe to the show, go to iTunes and post a review, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question or issue you'd like for us to address, please post on the Roger That Facebook page. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. 
That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that.show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.